1: Danny, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing Skyfall, Wreck-It Ralph, talking about the amazing Cirque du Soleil, and we will also be reviewing Lincoln. So right now, we are going to be talking about the new movie Skyfall, and we have with us Victoria. So how are you doing today, Victoria?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Skyfall?
2: Okay. So... Skyfall is the newest James Bond movie, <clears throat> and it's about really um I don't know it was about how there was this new like villain coming to get James Bond. Well, no, actually, attacked M, which is the head of MI six, mm-hmm. and he wants to get revenge on her for some reason, and through the whole movie we're just trying to find out what that is and what she did to him that caused him to hate her so much, and the whole process of them capturing him, getting him, leaving, and then back and forth to catch him or make sure no one dies, or things like that.
1: Yeah, well, it's Sounds a bit mysterious. So what are your initial thoughts on this film? Are you a James Bond fan?
2: Of course. I've seen like every one of the James Bond movies, even the old ones. I've okay. tried myself on it.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So did you like this movie?
2: It was amazing. I love the villain.
1: That's awesome. So what did you think of the cinematography and the visuals in this film? You were saying you're a fan of the older James Bond films, so what do you think of this film compared to some of the visuals in the older ones?
2: Well, they're more advanced because it's a newer movie. Yeah, so of course. They were um, more advanced, and I thought they were good because there were a lot of action scenes, and people were moving a lot, and they stayed focused the whole time, and you could like see everything that was happening, and you could like understand what was happening because it wasn't just moving back and forth. It kept You on the action so you could see what was happening so the action
1: wasn't like too fast paced
2: yeah and there was like one water scene and you could see the people clearly in that too so it was good
1: that's awesome and what did you think of the soundtrack for this film because i know in all of the james bond movies they have very intense spy music
2: well adele made a new song for this movie especially. It's called Skyfall and I really, really like it.
1: Interesting. And, I'll have to check that out. I have not heard of it.
2: Yeah, and it was like in the intro that came, like, you know how in the James Bond movies they have like an action and then something happens and they play like this new little intro for the this special movie. Like they yeah. did it in Casino Royale with, like cards and stuff but for this one they had like skulls for Skyfall and some program that happened. Yeah. And it was like cool because it was like a cool little intro and it had special music based on the title of the movie. So I thought the soundtrack was cool. And of course, the James Bond soundtrack.
1: That was Yeah, cool of too, course. You have to have that. Well, that sounds awesome. So do you think you have a favorite scene or a
2: favorite character? I don't have a favorite scene, but I absolutely have a favorite character.
1: Who is that? Is
2: the villain his name is silva he's amazing he needs to win an oscar i think that's what you win we're an actor and yep. he was just the best guy ever he's the best actor and he his laugh was just great
1: what and did you like, like about him so much
2: he was just a great actor he was like he was like sarcastically funny and he was like you know the bad guy that's like really creepy, but he's like funny too. Like, have you ever seen *Inglorious Bastards*?
1: Yes, I have. Love that, that
2: guy. Movie. You know the guy that was like really like when he captured what's his name? Uh, Angelina Jolie's he was just Brad Pitt. Creepy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. They were the same. Like they were sort of the same, and it was like great.
1: Oh God, that's awesome. That's so funny. So. Do you, I know you don't have a favorite scene But do you have a part of the movie that really stood out to you Or several parts of the movie that you really liked?
2: Well There is is a—I guess he's like a nerdy guy Q And uh-huh. they're saying that James Bond is too old To still be doing field work And then they were James sitting Bond down. will
1: never be too old Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's forever young
2: and then they were sitting in a museum and he was talking about, aren't you a little too old to be doing something? And then he was, and then he was about to get up and walk away and he was like, 007. He was like, oh. And then he's like, aren't you a little too young to be working in the field? And I was like, irony. But, um,
1: That's funny. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we are reviewing Skyfall, Wreck-It Ralph, Lincoln, and talking about the incredible... So right now I have with me Victoria And we are just talking about Skyfall Which is the new James Bond And she was just telling me about some parts Of the film that really stood out to her So do you think there are any other Or is that pretty much the major part?
2: Of the one that I like the most? Yeah Well, I always like M Because she's like probably nice deep down but she never shows it so when you finally think she's going to say something really nice she doesn't and she says the exact opposite of what you thought she was going to say and that <laughs> happened the awesome. James Bond was like don't you have something you want to say to me and she was probably and he expected her to say I'm sorry because she shot him by mistake oh god and she was like are you ready to go back in and, she, and I was just like that's that's, that's
1: awesome. great So. So, what do you think the age group for this film should be?
2: Um, 13 and up. And or why is that? Because there was, like, some interesting scenes. They were, like, very <laughs> explicit, some of them were. And, and uh-huh. there was a lot of violence. And there was some sexual scenes. Yeah, And it depends on, like, the viewer. But uh, probably with the parent. And 13
1: and up. Awesome. Well, that sounds probably like a pretty good age. So, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five?
2: Five. It was great. <laughs> it sounds
1: like you really liked it.
2: I really did. And I don't. this is, like, my favorite one. I know I say that about, like, every movie. But this one was, like, really the best James Bond that I've seen so far.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, I could definitely understand that, because since we have, like, new technology and everything, we can make it all high-tech and fancy and whatnot. So, do you think the storyline is, I don't know,
2: relatable? Well, no. (laughs) Because random explosions don't happen on the street in America, because we don't have random agencies just, you know commonly known all over the place but i it would be fun to like be able to relate to it but i wouldn't want any of that to happen here Mm -hmm. ever
1: And, and if you have if you had to be one character who would you be and why
2: i would be m because she doesn't have to like get her hands dirty or anything she like controls Let's everybody
1: else do her dirty work for her
2: yeah she controls everything yeah no danger
1: <laughs> you just be like oh yes go go do
2: that That's Names, awesome. like just do it for you
1: mm-hmm. so oh so is there anything you might have changed about the film maybe certain situations you might have taken away or maybe added
2: Well, I always want to change the end of the movie because somebody always has to die, and you never want them to die. But if they change the scene, then the movie wouldn't be the same anymore, and it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. Because they still be alive, and it'd be weird for the next movie.
1: But otherwise, you think it's pretty good? Yeah. And did it leave you feeling like there would be a next film? Yes. (laughs) Are you excited for that? Barry? So I know you were saying you're a James Bond fan, so obviously you're probably going to just go in already loving this film. What would you say for someone who has never seen a James Bond film before? Would you recommend this for them?
2: Um, If they like action movies, yes. Absolutely. Because awesome. there is action in every scene. And it's like action without being gory it's like just enough to not be over the top
1: well that's awesome it sounds like an awesome movie so everybody be sure to go check out skyfall in theaters near you and victoria thank you so much for telling us all about this film i'm actually kind of interested to go see this because i have not seen very many james bonds films let's take a break i'm raven davani from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice
2: america kids
0: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no
2: artificial coloring.
0: The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back tune in to the terrence rogers show every monday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel you'll laugh cry and most importantly this show will reach out and touch your life you are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel shh turn your phone off another movie is coming up
1: are reviewing Wreck-It Ralph and Lincoln and also talking about the incredible Cirque du Soleil. So right now we are talking about Wreck-It Ralph and I have with me Cheyenne and we were just talking all about the age rating and what we think it should be and we both agree it should be five and up because this film isn't like violent or inappropriate or anything but some of the visuals are like really vivid and intense and it might be a little bit overwhelming for kids under the age of four or five. So five and up seems like a pretty decent age rating. So, Cheyenne, what do you think about the overall storyline? Do you think it's relatable
3: at all? Yes, it is relatable because Ralph wants to be a good guy and get a medal. And uh, the medal is like, because I want to be in a series regular, like a TV show. And um, and this kind of helps me, kids first. So, that medal is like my series regular because that's my goal. And, And Ralph's goal is to get that medal to be a good guy and prove those people living in the apartment that he wrecks that he's a good guy and he would treat him the way that he that they treat fix it felix the good guy
1: absolutely and i think something that everybody can relate to is just wanting to prove yourself to people to wanting, like even if you know that you're a good guy you still want to prove to other people like hey i'm a good guy or hey i'm good at doing math, or hey, I'm good at ice skating, you know, what have you, whatever your, whatever your talent is, or or whatever you're interested in showcasing, so you're always going to want to show it off to people, and that's pretty much what Wreck-It Ralph wants to do, he wants (laughs) to prove that he's a good guy, probably be, oh my gosh, who would I be, I don't even know, I think I relate to, like, probably a certain part of every single person, but I think I would probably, like, want to be Fix-It Felix, because he's so innocent, and he's just like, I fix everything. And so I think, even though I don't necessarily relate to him, I think it would be fun to be him because he's just so adorable.
3: because he got put into a jail in sugar rush, and then the bars were so skinny and loose, he had his hammer in his hand, and he accidentally tapped it, and then he's like, why do I fix everything I touch?
1: No, and then I love it when when Ralph comes in. He's like, that is so poo. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry for my language. I am just very cross with you. And I thought that was so funny. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
1: So... What do you think the morals and messages for this film are?
3: The message in this movie is that you could be wherever you want to be. Like Ralph, he's a bad guy. But he proved he he like he tries to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they um, the 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 people who lived in the apartment were like, uh and they started to notice that ever since Ralph got turb went turbo
1: Yeah, and they realized that they couldn't do it without him. I definitely agree with you, but I I also feel like this film um, tells the message that, like I said, Ralph wanted to prove himself to everyone. But it tells the message that you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. As long as you believe in yourself, and you stand for what's right, and you stand true to your beliefs, then like, who cares if you um, prove yourself to anyone? Like, you know, just be yourself, and be you. And if anybody has a problem with it's their own it's their own thing and you yeah know. well we're almost out of time but is there anything else that you would like to say to our audiences before they go see this amazing movie which if you don't go see it i will
3: be very cross with you i know how dare you this movie is amazing how can you miss it it's like finding an emo
1: <laughs> absolutely so is there anything that you might take away from the film or maybe add to the film
3: Nope, original as it is. It's such an amazing, absolute awesome movie. I just love it.
2: (laughs) Kids Safe, Mother
0: Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember, my name. have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
1: You're listening to Voice
2: America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back tune in to the terrence rogers show every monday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel you'll laugh cry and most importantly this show will reach out and touch your life you are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel shh turn your phone off another movie is coming up
1: hey and welcome back to kids first coming attractions i'm your host raven Devani, and you're listening to voice america kids now let's talk about the absolutely incredible cirque du soleil and we have with us again victoria so for those of you who don't know what cirque du soleil is um it is this amazing amazing group of performers um, and they come from all around the world and they're the best of the best in everything And it features sort of comedy and amazing acrobatics. And just, it's like a circus times 10. It's so incredible. And they travel all around um, America and all around the world. And I personally love them. But Victoria had the privilege of going as a reporter. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us, first of all, what that was about? What did you get to do while you were there?
2: Um. I just got really good seats and watched the show. It was really cool.
1: Awesome. And did you get to talk to anyone special?
2: I met a celebrity. It was That's really cool. He gave <laughs> me advice on like writing and stuff. It was really cool.
1: That's awesome. And tell us who you met and how that went.
2: I met Taryn Howard and it was really awkward because at first he was walking by me like the show was about to start and the lights were off. And I was like, he was like, Oh, sorry, I had to get by because he was on the wrong side. And he was walking by being awkward and stuff. And I was like, wait, <laughs> and you were sound like... really familiar. Wait, yeah. that's Terrence Howard. And by the time I really noticed that that was him, he was sitting down. But then when the lights turned back on, I was like, hey. And then he was like, hey, and we talked.
1: That's awesome. It was, it that's a- so actually. cool. That sounds awesome. So I hear that you, you have never been to a Cirque du Soleil show before.
2: Never in life.
1: Oh, my goodness. Have you ever been to, like, any other circuses, though?
2: Yeah, but it doesn't compare.
1: Yeah, exactly. It does not compare. I, um, well, which Cirque du Soleil show did you see? Totem. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I have been seeing Cirque du Soleil shows for as long as I can remember. And you have not seen a Cirque du Soleil show until you go to Las Vegas and see one of the shows there. Um, So, everybody who's listening to this at some point in your life, go to Las Vegas, and you have to see the show Ka and also the show O, because, oh my goodness, it is like the greatest. But anyway, tell us a little bit about this Cirque du Soleil show, because as I hear, it is a brand new one. So, what was featured in it? What what was it all about?
2: Well... I think it had a lot of concepts, maybe it was evolution. It had something to do with like the earth because in the beginning, I thought it was a turtle looking shell, but I guess it wasn't, and they took the cover off, and people were like doing acrobatics and stuff, and it was and then it turned into a different scene, and it was like water and trees growing like in different scenes, like it kept getting. I guess it was evolving. And then they did the little evolution thing. They made a perfect replica of it. It was a monkey getting taller and taller and taller and finally a man. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it had a lot to do with like evolution and other things like that. But it was really funny, too, with it.
1: That's awesome. I'm going to see um, Quidam, which is another Cirque du Soleil production, next week, next weekend on Sunday. And I'm so excited for that because, I mean... Every Cirque du Soleil show always wows me. So since this was your first Cirque du Soleil show, do you think you'll go see any more? Of course. I plan to
2: see all of them.
1: Oh, yes. They are so cool. I think the first one I ever saw was Alegria. And that one's all about, like, angels and stuff. And it was so cool. But I think, like, my favorite one besides O is probably Corteo because it's about, like, the death of a clown. And it's so funny But it's kind of sad, but it's awesome. So speaking of clowns and being funny and whatnot, um, each Cirque du Soleil show sort of has a bit of comedy in between the acts. So can you tell us about um, the comedy in this Cirque du Soleil show?
2: Well, I didn't really. Oh, okay. I I couldn't tell if this guy was a clown or he was just a funny guy because he didn't really look like a clown, but he was really skinny. And he was, like, one of those guys in those movies where he, he's, like, trying to be cool, but he's not. Like, he had really slick down hair and it was had, like, this part and it was sticking up. And he had these really, really short shorts on and, like, a Hawaiian shirt and some sunglasses. And I think he had a mustache. He was funny because he wasn't, like, speaking English, but he was speaking something. And I don't think it was a language. He was just talking but you could kind of yeah, tell what he was trying to, to tell it. you They're
1: like yeah. and they make weird noises and stuff
2: yeah but you kind of yeah. could tell what he was saying without
1: because of their movement and stuff yeah yeah you're listening to voice america kids network and right now we are talking about the incredible Cirque du Soleil and we are talking about the new Cirque du Soleil show called Totem so if you guys like Cirque du Soleil or you've even never seen Cirque du Soleil you have to check this one out because I hear it's incredible so we were just talking a little bit about some of the comedy um, something that I find interesting since you were talking about like the lane. Language- that he was speaking since um the performers from all over the world they all speak several different languages like um you know because they come from all over the world so they speak every language imaginable i find it interesting that they're all able to communicate and work together to create this flawless masterpiece
2: yeah that is really cool
1: mm -hmm. so what did you think of the music? Um, Because Cirque du Soleil is also musical and very music-oriented. What did you think of it?
2: It was like a a masterpiece no words could explain. Because in each scene, no one was talking. Mm -hmm. They were motioning, and basically they're acting, they're miming, sort of. It's like a silent show, but with music. You can understand everything that they're doing, Mm -hmm. but... The music was, like, it told you where this scene was taking place, and it told you what kind of scene it was. It was really cool. Like, I think there was an alien scene, and you could hear the music. Like, you could automatically tell they're in space or they're somewhere cool.
1: The sound effects that they used for this are just incredible because all of it is done live. Um, If you look, if you're, like, sitting in the place where search du Soleil happens, in, like, the big auditorium or what have you, um, it is, like, if you look on the sides, you'll see the people playing the music, and you'll see the singers singing, like, it's not a recording, it's all live, which I find so incredible, and, um, like you said, there is no words, and the music is typically in French or Italian, um, which is cool, because i speak a little bit of italian so sometimes i'm able to pick up on certain words that they'll say but you know not very much but um what's so cool is like victoria said that they tell the story through their movement and the song so there's really no talking so what were some aspects of the film that you found i mean not of the film i apologize of cirque du soleil that you you found incredible whether it was acrobatics contortionist something that you found amazing
2: they had the best balance i had ever seen in life they they were balancing on like a single thing and their feet weren't even on the ground and they didn't have a harness on and they were like throwing stuff and multitasking while being in the air and i thought that was amazing because i can hardly multitask yeah. By
1: myself. We <laughs> were talking before we started the show about Victoria was like, I want to be in the circus, but I can hardly even walk on two feet. So I'm not sure how that would work out. And I was like, oh goodness. I think that's how it is for most of us. And something that amazes me is that they are so strong. Like in most of the circus delays that I've seen, they'll have like people lifting other people up and it'll just be like piles of people. And I'm like, how do they do that? it's incredible. Like their strength is just insane. And I can only imagine the amount of training that they all have to go through, you know,
2: they can jump so high. Oh my goodness.
1: I know. i I was watching, um, one Cirque du Soleil, which is called Ka, um, which is one that's in Vegas. And I was freaking out because the coolest thing about Ka is there's a floor that moves and it turns into a wall and it like rotates and shifts so people were jumping off the very top of the wall which is at least 200 feet away from the safety net and they were just jumping down and I was like if that was me I would be crying I would be terrified
2: I'd probably freak out on the way down and like break something
1: Mm -hmm. so I think one of the most amazing things about Cirque du Soleil is the costumes and the makeup so what did you think about that aspect of Cirque du Soleil
2: okay well, since I was sitting in the front, they were really close. So mm-hmm. when they got close, I looked at their face and I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. it doesn't look real." I know. Like
1: I always, after Cirque du Soleil, I get one of the books, um, that that like comes with it, and flip through and see all of the pictures close up, and the amount of makeup they and costumes they have on their face is incredible, and they're doing all of those tricks. So I'm like, "How can you be caked in makeup?" and costume and still be like that flexible it just seems so unreal
2: i know and like you get close to them i'm like what does their face look like without makeup and they're like so buff and strong and just their costumes were really cool they like they had on they most of them had on unitards their unitards look like skin some of them but then it looked like they didn't have on clothes but then they did have on clothes and they had like Some of the girls had on unitars that make them look like they had, like, abs. And it was really cool because I was like, I need one of those.
1: (laughs) You would just wear one of those and walk around and be like, oh, yeah, I've got a six pack. That's right. That's awesome. Well, Victoria, I'm so glad you got to go see this. And I'm so glad that you got to experience it. And I hope you go see another Cirque du Soleil show because if you don't, I may have to mind slap you because they are so great. <laughs> so everybody, be sure to go check out Totem and Ka, and O and Credom and any other Cirque du Soleil show that is near you or oh, far away from you because it is so worth it. It is so incredible. So Victoria, thank you so much for being with us and and be sure to go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids
0: kids safe mother approved you're listening to voice america kids This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page and hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember, my name. have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about 4 times that every single week?
1: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back tune in to the terrence rogers show every monday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel you'll laugh cry and most importantly this show will reach out and touch your life you are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn your phone off another movie is coming up
1: And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. So right now we are going to be talking about the most amazing movie in the world. And yes, I am talking about Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my goodness, it is so good. Um, and today, Brianna is going to be interviewing me, so it's a little bit of a change. So Brianna, I'll let you take it away.
4: Okay. I have not seen this film, of course, because it hasn't come out yet, but can you please tell me what this film is about? Alright, so,
1: first off, I just have to say that I can solidly be 100% positive that, in my opinion, Wreck-It Ralph is the best animation that I've seen since Brave. And before Brave, I don't even know what the last like animated movie that I really liked was. So this movie is amazing. It's all about a video game character named Wreck-It Ralph. And he is a character in this game called Fix-It Felix, Fix-It Felix Jr. to be exact. And he's the bad guy, but he's tired of being the bad guy because all of the do-gooders, which are the other characters in his game, don't like him and they don't talk to him. And he is tired that Fix-It Felix always gets medals and he never gets medals. So he decides that he wants to go out and get a medal so that everyone can finally realize that he can be the good guy too. So he travels from his game over to this one game. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it is such an intense game where there's like bugs and and evil things and it's really crazy. And so he goes over there and he realizes that that is probably not the game for him. So then he goes to this other game called Sugar Rush and he meets some very interesting people there. And it's all about him trying to find his medal and realize that he can be a hero without a medal.
4: Uh, that's, that's cool. I've never heard that plot, so I think yes, it's, it was I think so it original.
1: Very... That's why I really liked it.
4: Yeah. Was the plot in this film easy to follow, or was it kind of like I have no idea what's going on right now?
1: It was very easy to follow. Um, it is like a children's movie, but honestly, I think teens and adults should go see it. But yeah, it was pretty easy to follow. There were some twists and turns, but you could still follow.
4: That's good. Because, like, some films are just like, I have no idea what's happening. So. Yeah. This film stars the voices of Jack Breyer and Jane Lynch. What do you think about the performance of the
2: actors?
1: Um, I really thought the voice acting was fantastic for it. Like, it fit each one of the characters. And I love Jane Lynch's character, um, she was, like, this really tough war hero that was programmed with the most traumatic, devastating backstory, and it was, she was just so tough on the outside, and she's funny, and I love Jane Lynch, um, I'm a huge, yeah. I'm a huge bleak, and she's in that series, so, I, I just loved her character.
4: Yeah, I've, I've always been amazed with Jane Lynch. She's been in so many movies, and it's, like, her range from movie yeah. to movie is so good. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite scene in this film?
1: Oh, goodness. I have. Oh, that's so hard for me. Like, I don't even have a favorite character or a favorite scene because I love everything. But there were definitely parts in this movie that cracked me up. Like, I was me and my mom and my brother burst out laughing because the thing that's kind of cool about this movie is it has a lot of references to older films that, Um, younger kids wouldn't necessarily get but like me, I got and the adults in the film, I mean in the audience got um, because Wreck-It Ralph was like talking to um, the the Candy King and he's like could you please control your children of the candy corn which Mm -hmm. is like a play on words from the children of the corn and um, Skrillex who's like a really popular DJ now was DJing one of the parties in um, Fix-It Felix video game and there was just a lot of really funny references so I enjoyed those parts.
4: Yeah, it's like a movie. So if you've watched a lot, of re- a lot of movies or not so much, you could be like, oh, my gosh, that's from this movie and this mm-hmm. movie.
1: And there was a hilarious Wizard of Oz reference, but I don't oh. want to give away because it was so funny. It was, like, so short, but everyone in the audience just started cracking up. So oh. it, it was awesome.
4: I love Wizard of Oz. So I'll probably, yes. if I see this film, which I will, I'll be like, oh, my gosh.
1: You'll be like, but- oh, I get it. <laughs> that's funny.
4: So, how is the cinematography, because this isn't animation?
1: Um, I thought the animation was awesome, because each each video game was very different, so the animation of each character was very different. I mean, like, they all pretty much looked the same, but the way they moved was very different. Like, the do-gooders, which, like I said, is um, the people that live in Fix-It Felix, which is the video game that Wreck-It Ralph is in, they move, like, really like sort of choppy and very like pixelized but then the newer video games they move like normal people so i just i thought it was it was really really good and the way that they used the animation to portray the characteristics and the different ages of video games was awesome you're listening to voice america kids network i'm your host raven Divani, and right now we are reviewing wreck it ralph and brianna i'll let you continue with that
4: okay so, how was the soundtrack in this film? I mean, you. I know that you said that Skrillex was doing, I think, Fix-It Felix. So, how was the soundtrack other than that?
1: Um, I really, really, really liked the soundtrack because, I don't know, I thought it was awesome. Like, when they were in Sugar Rush, the music that was playing, Sugar Rush is like a racing game, but everybody's like candy and it's like really sugary and happy and like little kitty. um... I really like the music for that because it was like the music you hear when you go to arcades. Um, I mean, they have a lot of like arcade games and movie theaters. I I have never been like an actual legit arcade, which is sad, but it was like they used a lot of, they had Pac-Man, so they used like the Pac-Man theme song. And for some of the more like intense um, video games, they used like really crazy, like dubstep and like crazy music. And it was just like really funny. It was really good.
4: I loved that. It's just like, yeah, me too. It's it. the best. <laughs> that. So what message, to, what message did you take home from this film or other people should take home from this film?
1: I feel like this movie gives a lot of messages, but I definitely think the main message is you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. And as long as you believe in yourself, um, you, I mean, you know yourself, you know, what's true for you and what's not because, um, Ralph, the entire movie, he was just going around trying to prove to everyone that he was a good guy, even though he was the bad guy. And all he really had to do was just believe in himself and know that he could be a bad guy without being a bad guy.
4: Yeah. I mean, to other people, bad guy, but not be a bad guy sounds really confusing, but I totally get it.
1: You'll understand if you see this movie.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, can you relate to any of the characters, or do you think... It's kind of like an outcast. Like, I can't really relate to anything.
1: Um, I'm not sure if I fully relate to one specific character, but I feel like there's different parts of each one of the characters that I can relate to. Um, Ralph, I can relate to trying to want to prove myself to other people. Um, Vanellope who is an adorable character in Sugar Rush I can relate to her because even though people didn't believe in her she was like whatever dude I'm like the coolest ever <laughs> and then I can also relate to Fix It Felix because all he wanted to do was just fix everything and he was so adorable he said the cutest things and he all he wanted to do was help and I definitely have the situations where I'm like oh just let me help I can do
4: it. Yeah because um, someone said bless you and I was trying to keep quiet because I mean Someone was, like, sneezing, and I was trying to keep quiet from them. And so I couldn't say, God bless you. And mm-hmm. I've been brought up that way. So I was, like, biting my hand because, like, it just comes automatic for me just to you say, yeah, to say bless, like, you. bless you. So yeah. it was, like, hurting me for, like, a minute. I'm just like, I can't say it. I can't say it. But in the end, I actually scared him. So, you know, that was that was amazing.
1: That's, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. Is there anything in this film that parents should be aware of before taking their children to see it?
1: I don't think so. Um, Like I said, there are some jokes, but they're not, like, inappropriate jokes. If anything, your child will be like, what movie was that from? Because there were some um, movie references that, like, my mom burst out laughing, and me and my brother were sitting there like, what? So... I mean, things like that might go over their head and they might be like, what, for a second? But honestly, there's a tiny bit of violence because there's, like, shooting, like, killing bugs video game. But, I mean, honestly, I would recommend this movie for all ages because it's awesome.
4: Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, because if that happened to me, I'd be like, what movie did that come from? And then you'd kind of be baffled. So
1: Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it's not, like, too bad.
4: Yeah. It's not like, what movie was this from? What movie was this from? What? It's like you're not continually asking that yeah how many stars do you give this film and why
1: i would give it a thousand billion stars
4: (laughs) i knew (laughs) Um, you would
1: i know you know me you know me too well i would just (laughs) give it an infinite amount of stars um no i would give it five out of five stars because i feel like this is the type of movie where for the most part i mean there was a bad guy in this movie But he didn't come in the movie until like the very end. So I feel like for the most part, this was the type of movie where there wasn't a bad guy, which I really like. Um, It was all about sort of trying to deal with your own interpersonal stuff. And I I don't know. It was just it was so good. I cried. I laughed. It was just an amazing movie. Like like I said, the fact that I can compare it to Brave and Brave was like a ridiculously good movie. I think it says something pretty awesome about this. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today, but everybody, thank you for being with us. And Brianna, thank you so much for interviewing me. I love when I get to be interviewed for a change, so thank you for that. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, see your favorite up-and-coming film critics, and find out about the Kids First 2013 film critic search campaign by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.